Welcome to the Fromm Daily Podcast, where I give you a little bit of Eric Fromm and some encouragement for your personal growth journey every day. I'm your host, Lacey Delane, and I am super happy to have you for another episode of Fromm Daily. Welcome. What's going on? I hope you're doing well out there. This week, we have been talking about the intersection of joy, productivity, happiness, and our human powers. Today, we're going to connect in the role of being in the process. All right, so I'm going to start by reading to you from a book called The Essential Fromm. Um, It is a compilation of writings by Eric Fromm, um, and it is edited by Rainier Funk. All right, so Fromm says, joy is the concomitant of productive activity. Concomitant just simply means the natural outcome. So joy is the natural outcome of productive activity. It is not a peak experience which culminates and ends suddenly, but rather a plateau, a feeling state that accompanies the productive expression of one's essential human faculties. Oh my goodness, there's so much here. So he's saying um, joy is not something that we feel whenever we are doing something that's really exciting and it kind of builds and builds and builds and then is over. He's saying it's actually something that is kind of maintained it's kind of continual it goes on it's a plateau it it's just a state of feeling that accompanies um i love this the productive expression of one's essential human faculties i think from would also put there um the productive expression of one's human powers i think those are interchangeable phrases. I do like this phrase, essential human faculties. I think it's another way to say human powers are essential human faculties. These are things that are uh, capabilities that we have as human beings that are an essential part of who we are, how we live, how we interact with others, and how we are able to be content and experience a level of well-being with our life. He goes on to say, joy is not the ecstatic fire of the moment. Joy is the glow that accompanies being. Pleasure and thrill are conducive to sadness after the so-called peak has been reached. For the thrill has been experienced, but the vessel has not grown. One's inner powers have not increased. So I guess he would say that this idea of a peak experience is related to pleasure and thrill, um, excitement. And what happens with those is people tend to be sad uh, after it's over. It kind of reminds me of whenever I was a kid, we would go to the beach every summer with some of my dad's friends from his childhood and their families, their kids. Um, And I remember crying after leaving. Like it was the thing that I looked forward to the most, but it was so depressing when we left. Like I would just cry for like two hours on the six hour drive back. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I was so sad to leave. And so it it's one of those peak experiences, peak moments. It's a, an excitement. It's a thrill. But it has an end. But he's saying that um, joy is not that. Joy is something that kind of is static. It kind of remains over time. Um, and and on the contrary to what happens with pleasure and thrill, um, the vessel grows as a result of the experience that he's in. And I think even we could say that joy comes as a result of growing um, and of our inner powers increasing. All right. So I, I want to read another thing to you that he wrote on this topic. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to make this connection, too. He said, um, joy is the glow that accompanies being. Ah, this is a big one. Um, being what is that? Like, what does he mean? The companies being like, aren't we all being? Yes. But I think there's a difference in how he's referring to it. Um, it's almost like embodying being. It's almost like um, enjoying being. He actually wrote quite a bit on this topic. He wrote a book called To Have or To Be, um, which we uh, spoke about in the very first season of the Rethinking Humanity um, long form podcast. Um, and episodes two through 11, um, we talk specifically about having and being and to have or to be. And we, we take the content of those episodes from his book, To Have or To Be. So if you're interested and you want to hear more on this, definitely check it out. Um, but I want to talk specifically about this idea of being, um, because how do we accomplish this joy, this continual feeling state of contentedness, I would say, um, you know, that accompanies a being, how do we get to that place? We need to be, we need to be able to be and experience being. So let's hear more of what he says about being. He says, uh, oh, I'm reading from From Online, F R O M M online.org. Um, and I'm going to read something else that he wrote about being. From says, By being or having, I do not refer to certain separate qualities of a subject as illustrated in such statements as I have a car or I am white or I am happy. I refer to two fundamental modes of existence, two different kinds of orientation toward self and the world, to two different kinds of character structure, the respective predominance of which determines the totality of a person's thinking, feeling, and acting. So he's saying this is really about a way someone orientates that's not a word, orients themselves to others, to the world, to themselves. Um, it's not about like owning something or being categorized. It's about um, a way that you approach life, a way that one um, orients themselves in their life. 
And he would even also call it a character structure. Um, so, and to the extent that one chooses one or the other, he's saying it determines um, the totality of a person's thinking, feeling, and acting. Why? Because there's an overarching goal in each situation. In the over the overarching goal in the having mode of existence is to have, to own, to obtain, to take in. The um, overarching goal in the being mode of existence is to experience, to be, to be present, to be open. So those are two totally different goals and they're going to bring two totally different outcomes. All right. The last thing I want to read to you before um, I shoot out uh, my encouragement to you today is another thing from from-online.org. It's from writing this. In the having mode of existence, my relationship to the world is one of possessing and owning one in which I want to make everybody and everything, including myself, my property. Man, that sounds familiar. <laughs> in the being mode of existence, we must identify two forms of being. One is in contrast to having and means aliveness and authentic relatedness to the world. The other form of being is in contrast to appearing and refers to the true nature, the true reality of a person or a thing in contrast to deceptive appearances. All right, so being is two-prong, two-fold. Um, one is in contrast to having. That means like being alive and authentically relating to the world, to other people, to nature, to oneself. Um, the other form of being is in contrast to appearing or kind of wearing a mask and um, presenting oneself one way when in reality the, they, they're totally different. So much more um, on the being mode and the having mode in Fromm's writings. If you're interested, definitely check it out. Also check out that um, those past episodes full, um, full length episodes of the Rethinking Humanity podcast. All right. So, um, yeah, being and having, and how does being have to do with joy? Woo. This has been good stuff. Uh, I want to encourage you today again on the theme of self-compassion. And I'm, um, I'm sure many of you are hearing this and you may be thinking, Self-compassion, oh, oh, that's not really popular. I haven't heard that. That's kind of silly. Well, yeah, it's because society doesn't make our knee-jerk reaction to what some would call failure um, self-compassion. They're not like, oh, no, it's okay. Be compassionate to yourself. Because, you know, that doesn't really help them solve their problems, which is making more money. Um, an anxious person buys more. And so if you're feeling anxious because of a failure, it's a lot easier for these corporations to sell more stuff to you, right? And that is the um, basis for our very materialistic, consumer-driven society. We are also living in a very punitive society, and it sees failure as something that makes a person 
wholly unworthy of any kind treatment. I mean, think about the prevalence of cancel culture in the U.S. Think about what happens in a typical public school if a child gives the, the wrong answer or speaks out of turn. It's not compassion that we're giving. It's a penalty. And penalties cause us to shut down. They don't cause us to open up. You know, we've been trained to punish others and ourselves. And of course, so, so of course, teaching and learning um, to give ourselves compassion um, is something new. It's something that we need to learn. And it's a new practice. It's a new skill set. And it is a skill set. It can be learned just like tennis skills or soccer skills or painting skills. Um, so I just want to invite you today, um, to be compassionate to yourself when you might be frustrated in, at other times with yourself or disappointed in yourself about something that you've done. Um, I would put money on it that you will bounce back much quicker if you do. Um, this kind of goes into what we talked about last week when it comes to radical acceptance as well. When we can radically accept whatever happens, it's actually even easier to be compassionate to ourselves because we can trust that circumstances are going to work out for us for our good at the end, even if we wish in looking back, we might have done something different or are disappointed with what we did. So these two things kind of go hand in hand. Um, and it's something that actually helps me to show myself um, self-compassion is like, you know what? I did that. Yep. But I did it and things are going to work out and everything um, that I do, I can trust that there'll be a good purpose that comes out of it. So I just want to invite you to um Give that approach a shot today and see if it helps. For now, I'll say goodbye. If you want more From content, check out FromDaily.com. That's From with two M's. F-R-O-M-M-D-A-I-L-Y dot C-O-M. To access our Friday episodes, become a paid subscriber of the From Daily Substack. Paid subscribers have access to our weekly personal growth support group, hosted by yours truly, Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time live. Weekly Substack chats, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, are open to free and paid subscribers alike. Let's see each other there. I hope your day brings you lots of new experiences from which to learn and grow, and you find the value in them. And regardless of where you are in your journey, I'm proud of you. You're in the process, in the process of growth, and that's what counts. Yeah! I'm Lacey Delane, signing off. See you next time on the From Daily Podcast.